Hello, and welcome to the Girls Going Corporate podcast, where we discuss all things career networking to empower you to go after your dream career. My name is Rosa Stansel. Today, we are joined by Ashley Britton, who is a senior talent sourcer at Target. In this episode, Ashley shares her recruiting perspective and insight with us. She covers everything from how to stand out in the application process and communicate with recruiters to resume tips and interview advice. So if you're looking to land that job or internship, this is the episode for you. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hi, Ashley, and welcome to Girls Going Corporate. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, I'm so excited to have you on and for you to share your recruiting perspective and insight with us today. Um, But first, I'd love for you to just start out telling us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in recruiting. Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, so great to be on today. Um, I'm currently with Target Corporate as a recruiter. Um, We're really on the sourcing branch. So recruitment, essentially, there's typically like two branches. There's going to be like recruiters and sourcers. So the recruitment branch is really um, individuals who've already applied, engaged with Target in the past. And then sourcing is another branch of recruitment that really goes after individuals who may not know about Target or know about our opportunities. So I sit on kind of the sourcing side of Target. Um, And I've been recruiting, gosh, for about five plus years now. Um, I started off in agency recruiting, so supporting a number of companies. And then um, I moved to another um, Fortune 500 company where I was really in charge of campus recruitment. So anyone in internships are really like their first role um, out of college. And then that really led me to Target. I've been a Target for going on two years now. Awesome. Well, definitely sounds like you definitely know what you're talking about when it comes to like the sourcing and recruiting areas. Um, so I kind of want to go in the order of how the like hiring process or sourcing process would take place. Um, so when someone is messaging a recruiter or a sourcer, what approach, you know, should they be taking? Do you even recommend, you know, people reaching out to a recruiter? Yes, great question. So I would say um, there's really a couple different ways to engage with a company. Um, Number one is absolutely engaging with recruiters or sourcers. So if you go on LinkedIn and you see someone that um, is a recruiter in a company, definitely reach out um, and say, you know, hey, I saw this specific opening that you had, would love to connect with you for 10 minutes if you're open to that, just to learn more about that role or more about the company. So typically, um, as a recruiter, you have those connections, or maybe um, we, you know, connect you with someone who's recruiting for that specific area. So that's one way to really engage with recruiters. Um, the second is um, a couple other avenues. So I would say um, companies host events. So whether that be um, for students, um, leadership symposiums, or just like resume tips or tricks, a number of companies like Target host those. So definitely recommend um, students or individuals jumping on those calls, um, learning more about the company, another way to really um, be able to connect with that recruiter. 
Um, and then I would say lastly, if you're at a campus that has employers coming to it, connecting with people in person, I think is so value added. So if you see that like a Target or whatever company that may be is on campus, um, don't be afraid to, you know, connect with them um, and just have a conversation about um, the roles they have open and Sometimes it's helpful to do that research ahead of time, just so you can let the recruiter know specifically what you'd be interested in. Absolutely. Um, and then also, I know sometimes it sort of works the opposite way, where a recruiter or sourcer can reach out to you. So, you know, I think that's something that, you know, we really don't necessarily learn about how to make that happen. So what are, you know, some tips that you have um, for people to become one of those people where people are actually reaching out to them? Yeah, great question again. Um, I would say a couple different ways to really like get yourself noticed to a sourcer or a recruiter. Um, number one, of course, having a LinkedIn profile, um, filling out what university you're at, graduation dates, as well as like internships, student org involvement, anything that you're really doing to get yourself into that next role or corporate opportunity. Um, so I would say making sure that's all up to date. Um, that way that recruiters, when they're looking for someone, let's say that has that fashion background or um, if graduating soon, we already know that on your profile and we can reach out and see, oh, she's already been a part of all of these student organizations and we can connect with you that way. Um, another way for, to connect with recruiters, kind of a different avenue where recruiters or sourcers can reach out are some other platforms. So I would say Handshake as well, making sure that you have um, your profile updated on there and seeing what events are going on as well. There, there's other platforms such as like Ripple Match, um, just another avenue to go down where you can look for opportunities. But then also those are like recruiters and sourcers. They're going to be looking for you um, for to fill the opportunities that they have. So I would say just being, you know, active on those platforms is really helpful. Those are some, you know, main avenues that we go down when we're looking for someone for a specific opportunity. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely super helpful insight. And something I've also heard too, and I'd love to get, you know, your input on this and how important it is, is using like certain keywords on those platforms can be really important. Yeah, definitely. I would say, um, you know, putting you know, certain student organizations you're a part of, of course, the word like internship, um, as well as um, in your major, just making sure that you put that on there. So whether that be um, fashion, communication, whatever that may look like for you, just making sure you include as many details as possible. And you're so right when we're doing searches, we do look for keywords. Um, so making sure that you have all of those on there, even skills that you can put on there, whether that be um, effective communication, maybe you're working in a certain platform like Adobe or whatever that may be. So adding that on there as a skill set. And then another tip um, that I would say adding in as well is um, on your headline and LinkedIn or whatever platform that may be, um, you know, sharing like what year you're maybe graduating in or what you're looking for, almost like a personal statement um, on your LinkedIn profile. So that way, um, when recruiters or sourcers such as myself are looking, we're like, oh, this is what she's looking for. This is what they're looking for um, in terms of that next opportunity. So um, those headliners are also super helpful for those keywords. Absolutely. And I think that's something that wasn't really even 
like discussed in my education until I think this past semester actually is how important that like objective in your resume or like you were saying that sort of statement can make because people also want to know what you're looking for um how they want to know you know what they're looking for so I think that's really great as well um and so the next obviously something that comes along with the application process um and just looking for a job in general is resume and cover letter writing so I'd love your sort of like top three tips for each of those or just any advice that you have surrounding resume and cover letter building. Of course. Yeah. So um, I will say cover letters um, are a little bit more outdated. I would share um, unless it's for a specific company and they share that they need a cover letter or maybe um, it's a really you know niche role and they want you to share like your portfolio or something along those lines. I would say you don't necessarily need a cover letter um, at companies that I've worked for in the past. We've never asked for it. Um, and honestly, you know, we just take a look at your resume. That's going to be the most important thing. So I would say on a resume, a couple tips. Um, number one, similar to that LinkedIn, having that objective at the top. Um, so share it, almost that personal statement about yourself, um, who you are and what you're looking for. I think that really helps us to tell or understand your story on uh, where you want to go in your career and what exactly you're seeking. And then I would also say in resumes, of course, outlining any internships that you have, but additionally on top of that, all student orgs that you're involved in. So I think student orgs really give you that real life experience. So highlighting um, not only what those student orgs were, maybe what your role was in there. And then um, in your resume as well, like any statistics that you can add. So let's say that you are part of a student org and there's 200 members and you're overseeing um, you know, a branch for all 200 members, that tells like a really powerful story. So um, making sure that you add in kind of those details into your resume. Um, and I would say like in terms of outline, I always like to see like the object objective at the top, of course, having your relevant experiences. And then at the bottom, any skills that you have. So that can really be, um, you know, professional skills, but even soft skills as well, like you know, sharing what you pride yourself on, um, whether that be your communication or your energy or whatever that may be. Um, I think both hard and soft skills are really important to share. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that's really great to hear about the example you gave for like quantifying your resume, because I've heard that from a few people. And I think it can be a little bit difficult when you don't necessarily have like direct statistics. So even if you, like you said, are just saying the amount of people you worked with, um, that that can still be relevant and useful to do in an easy yeah. way to do that. And then also the cover letter. I think that's so important because I totally did not know that memo until recently that you don't have to be writing all these cover letters, you know, for every single job. So I think that's great. And I hope that people like listen to that and to take, take that because I know it can take so much time if you are writing cover letters, if you yes. don't even need to be doing them specifically. Yeah. Too. It's so time consuming to do those. So I think just taking that out of the equation. Um, and then one last thing I would say about resumes is having different versions. Uh, when you're applying to roles, usually when, you know, you're coming out of school or looking for like those, those first couple of roles, you're really open to opportunities. So kind of tailoring your resume to companies, I think is really important. So taking a look at the job description and making sure that you say like, 
okay, does my resume reflect this job? And how can I like tailor what I've done for this role? So I think like multiple versions is also like really helpful. Um, one version may not be a fit for like all these different opportunities that you're looking at. For sure. No, I think that's great. And then, so also, you know, when you're submitting your resume and whatnot and sort of going through that beginning stage of the application process, you know, when you as a recruiter are looking for a candidate, what are some things, and I know this, you know, might depend on the job that you're trying to fill, but what are some things that can set people apart in this stage? Because I know sometimes even I'll like look at a job posting and there's already like so many applicants and I'm like, oh, I hope, are they going to even see, you know, my resume or whatnot? So sort of what can people do to try to set themselves apart in that beginning stage? Yeah, good question. Um, like you said, sometimes there can be so many applicants. Um, I would say a couple of different things. Um, number one, like I said, just being clear in your resume on experiences that you've had and how it relates to the role. So I always like to say like your resume is telling a story about who you are, current state, but also where you're going in your career. So just being really clear um, with what you're trying to convey, it's almost like sharing that personal brand. Um, and then I would also say um, having those relevant experiences. So of course, internships or any sort of like job experience is extremely helpful and helps you relate to that job. But then, like I said, whether that be student organizations that you're a part of, volunteer opportunities, like how do you connect with your community? What are you doing besides, of course, just going to class? So highlighting kind of every aspect of yourself on your resume um, to be able to really like tell that story, tell your brand. And then I would also say, um, like I mentioned before, in addition to submitting your resume, um, connecting with that recruiter or connecting with that company, I think that also really helps you stand out. Um, even if you contact someone um, in LinkedIn who maybe has that dream job at that company that you want to be in eventually, and just send a message even to um, not even a recruiter, but someone who's a leader in the company and say, hey, you know, I'm a student. I would love to just understand for 10 minutes of your time um, how you got to where you are in your career and understanding those like tips and tricks as well, because every role we're going to be looking for something different. And then you can really like tailor what you're doing to your brand to that resume to help you stand out even more. Absolutely. I think that's also helpful because it can definitely be, you know, a little bit challenging to see that number and, you know, feel like it's not in your hands, but you can definitely try to make those extra steps and take the extra time to make sure that you, like you said, your resume really is telling your story. And I like how you said it's almost like your personal brand, you know, especially if cover letters aren't really so much a thing anymore, you really put in that extra time into the resume so that it tells that story for you and kind of serves the purpose that both would have in the past. So I think um, that's all really helpful. Um, but so the next, you know, after that first stage usually comes an interview. So how do you feel like someone can best sort of like show up to an interview? Yeah, um, I would say a couple different ways. Number one, researching the company um, beforehand, looking at not only their career site to see like who they're about, but also I always encourage anyone to look at that company in the news. Like what are they doing right now? How are they impacting their employees, their community? 
And I think that's something that you can bring to the interview conversation as well. Um, so doing that research, I think, really helps you not only know a lot about the company going into that conversation with the recruiter or manager, but also at the end of your interview, asking questions and asking questions that are really informed. So let's say that you see that the company is doing a lot of work in diversity, equity, inclusion, and they have a new initiative. Asking the recruiter or manager about that initiative not only shows that you did your research on the company, but you're excited and you care about those same initiatives that are going on. So creating that personal connection during that interview. And then I would also say, um, as you prepare for the interview, um, just maybe highlighting um, yourself by creating that elevator pitch. So typically that first call, the first question they're going to ask you is like, tell me a little bit about yourself. So highlighting not only experiences that you have, but also some key qualities that you have in a really concise way. So that way, when they ask that question, you're already prepared, you already know who you are, what that brand, what you want to share with that recruiter or manager right away. And I think it also starts the conversation on a really positive note. And then um, I would say lastly, um, looking at who you're speaking with before you connect with them, whether that be a recruiter um, or a hiring manager and understanding what their journey looks like. Let's say that they are recently with the company or they've been with the company for a long period of time. Getting their intel into the company, I think, is really impactful. Also, at the end of the interview, whether that be asking them, you know, if they're new, what's their favorite part of starting at Target, or if they've been uh, with the company for a long time, candidates will ask, um, you know, what has kept you at Target, or what does that look like for you? So um, making that connection with them, I think is also important. Um, in addition, of course, to thinking through um, potential interview questions that they could ask you based on the job description. So let's say the job description highlights a lot that you have to collaborate in a team. Think about examples of how you've collaborated with a team before. And I'd always say um, your answer should be really clear on an example, a specific example you can draw from what action you took and then potentially what that outcome is. And it can draw from a number of experiences, whether that be an internship, um, something you've been involved with the community, really give you know a plethora of examples. So those are a couple ways to really prepare going into that conversation. Absolutely. And I think that last part is so important. It's just to take that extra time to, you know, guess what they might ask. And even sometimes I'll like type up little responses that I can sort of reference, um, like on the side of my computer, if they do ask that question, because, you know, even if it is sort of a simple question, like what are challenges you overcome, even though you may have overcome so many challenges in the moment, you could sort of, you know, blank on that. Um, yes. And so I think it does help, you know, you have something in your mind of what you could say um, so that it is, like you said, delivered in a more clear way. Um, and then also, I think something even from my experience, too, is that it's OK to, like, take a second. I, I realized in the past when I first started interviewing for things, I felt like I had to answer, like, right away. And so then I would be saying something that I didn't really actually want that to be my answer. <laughs> Um, but I was already saying it, so I had to go with it. Whereas I realized they don't really mind if you take a few seconds to sit there and think, hmm, I actually have a lot of examples. And then just take a second to think about it. Like, it's okay if there's a moment of silence in there as well. Yes, absolutely. And I always tell individuals, if you can't think of something right away, say like, 
Yeah, that's a great question. And then kind of take a second for yourself before you answer it. Um, I also love that idea of having things jotted down. Even when I interview, I do that exact same thing. I have like a couple bullet points of things that I've like thought about beforehand that I want to make sure that I highlight, especially if it's like a phone um, interview, you can have that right in front of you. Um, so you can kind of just take a look at that before you answer those questions. Absolutely. And then I think also the point where you said about asking them about themselves, that's something I've been incorporating recently. And, you know, everybody likes to talk about themselves. So I think it just helps them open up and like make it more conversational. Um, You know, like you said, like your examples are even asking them, like, why have they decided to stay where they are? And, you know, like you said, how many years, whatnot. I think that really just helps them open up a little bit too during that interview process. Exactly. I feel like Um, interviews can be so daunting, but it's truly a conversation. You're trying to get to know the company and if that role is a fit for you, as well as kind of vice versa. So, um, you know, just having that conversation and even just having like small talk at the beginning of the call, like how's your week going? Um, And that feel like that just creates a little bit more comfortable of a conversation. Um, So it's just another person at the other end of the line, nothing to get, you know, scared about. Exactly. Um, And then something I also love that you brought up was the importance of like asking good questions. And I think sometimes it can be tough to figure out what those will be, but how important that time is. And it's good to really think about thoughtful questions instead of just, you know, throwing random things in there. So I always, you know, I'm curious, what do you feel like are some good questions that you've been asked by candidates that have really been like, huh, that, that was a good question? Yeah, um, I would say, you know, it really depends on the role, but a couple of really good questions to ask. Like I said, asking about their specific experience. So, you know, what brought you to this company? What keeps you at that company? I think that's a really great question. Um, as well as, you know, if there's a key initiative about the role, asking about like, what does success look like in this role? So let's say, um, you know, it's like a design role, like what does the leader think success looks like um, within design within this area? So you can ask about that. Um, and then, of course, like asking about next steps. And um, sometimes I'll have candidates ask me, like, do you have any hesitations about me for this role? I think that can be a really impactful question to make sure that when you step away from the conversation, um, you're addressing if that recruiter has any you know, questions or concerns. So sometimes when they ask that, you know, you can share Um, yeah, I think you'd be a great fit, but maybe you don't have experience in this specific system. And then you can kind of rebuttal that by sharing. Um, I actually have had experience in that system before, you know, when I was in a class that, you know, specifically taught me that and I did like a real world project. So I think um, asking that can be really impactful at the end of the conversation. But I would say, Um, you know, questions about the role as well as questions about the company that you're just like genuinely curious about. Like I mentioned, you're assessing if that company is a fit for you and a fit for your values as well. So whatever you really value in a company, make sure that you bring that up during the interview. And I think it also shows the recruiter that you're really passionate about the company and that you can see yourself there. Absolutely. And I think those are all great questions. And I think specifically the one that you were saying to sort of ask for like feedback or if they have any concerns. That's, I think, one of the best advice that I've like gotten, you know, for the interview process. And that's something that I've started to implement. And not only, you know, is that a good question, like you were saying, but I think it also helps you like sort of 
walk away with an understanding of how it went. Whereas I think a lot of times, if you don't ask that, you can, maybe your brain's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it went bad or good or how, you know, whatever. But I think that question also helps you gauge and sort of get an answer of sort of how the interview went. So you don't have to like, you know, stress about it, or you can sort of, I think it sort of hints to maybe the outcome, maybe not always, but I think that question has just made me feel good and about the, like how I'll know it'll work out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love that question. So then after, you know, the interview process, if someone is given an offer um, and let's say, you know, it's during internship season, they've applied to lots of things. Um, I think this is something a lot of people deal with or even like a real job um, after college. So if a candidate, you know, does find they need more time or they want to balance their options, what is the most like appropriate way or like best way of going about this and communicating, you know, with the talent team to try to um, have more time, but if they also are really interested in this opportunity and want that to continue to be an option as well? Yeah, I would say transparency is like the number one thing. So let's say that you have an offer from two companies, you have an offer from a company, you're waiting for an offer from another company at the end of the week. Um, Just being super transparent with the company saying, uh, you know, hey, to be transparent, I have another offer that I'd like to see before I make my decision. I think that recruiters completely understand that you're, of course, going to have multiple options through that process. Um, and then just, you know, being able to communicate with them, not only um, when that timeline is, but also being respectful of the company's timeline as well. I would say, you know, typically when we extend offers, sometimes we decide that, um, you know, let's say that you're not going to accept that offer. We're going to keep interviewing or maybe extend an offer to another candidate. So um, making sure that you're respectful of not only the company's time, but then the company's also respectful of your time kind of through that process. So I would say um, being transparent. And then in addition to that, also, um, as you're interviewing with companies, maybe also making like almost like a ranking system of what offer you would accept kind of number one, um, after you have that process. So that way, it's a little bit easier of a decision for you. And if you need to unfortunately, turn a company down, um, you already kind of know that ahead of time. I know it can get so overwhelming when you have a number of offers, and you like don't really know where you sit with each. But I think creating like a pros cons list and kind of ranking those companies will also help you determine in kind of like a quicker time frame. As I know that not every company's time frames are all going to like match up together. Absolutely. I think that's really good advice of just finding that balance between, you know, advocating for yourself and maybe if you need that extra week to decide, but then also, like you said, making sure that you're respecting, um, you know, the team um, that's worked with you as well. Um, but yeah, I think this has all been super helpful. So thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on today. I know this will just be super a valuable, helpful tool for anyone, you know, looking to go into an internship or an entry-level role. These are all things that, you know, we're all learning and developing and dealing with at the time. So this will just be super helpful. And I'm really appreciative of you coming on and sharing your insight today. Of course, it was so great to come on. And it 
I would say like biggest takeaway, like even through any of these processes, it's just like bringing your authentic self. I think um, that's so important as you're connecting with like managers or recruiters or whoever that may be. We just want to get to know who you are and where you see yourself in the future. And then us also, of course, like assessing um, on our end as well. So it's been so great to connect with you and thanks so much for having me on. Of course. Thank you so much. Awesome. I'm so glad that Ashley was able to come on and share her perspective as a recruiter with us. As someone going through the application and interview processes myself, I can say that everything Ashley shared is truly such valuable information. So I hope you take everything we've learned today and apply it to getting your dream job or internship. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a review and rating and follow Girls Growing Corporate on TikTok and Instagram and feel free to join our LinkedIn group as well where we post lots of great opportunities. Thanks for listening and see you next time.